a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's Voice of Reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. There's a lot to be said over the weekend regarding China's policy towards Russia and their war against Ukraine. The Chinese government is considering providing weapons and other what many like to call lethal aid. I think that's just deadly force to Russia in the conflict, although no action has been taken yet by China to follow through with that course of action. So we're going to continue to monitor that. The big question is, how likely is China to get more directly involved in this conflict? How much do they want to be heavily involved versus maybe just kind of nudging it along a little bit? How would the U.S. and other allies respond if China were to take such definitive action on lethal aid or deadly force, however you want to put that? And what effect would the Chinese backing actually have on the war? What uh, help would it actually give to Russia? What difference would it make in terms of the battle itself? So let's dig into it. The president gave his thoughts about how likely China uh, would start becoming more directly involved in the war by supporting Russia. I don't anticipate, we haven't seen it yet, but I don't anticipate a major initiative on the part of China providing weaponry to, to Russia. But if they did, would that be crossing a line for you, Mr. President? It would be the same line everyone else would have crossed. In other words, we... we post severe sanctions on anyone who has done that. So there would be serious consequences. I'll let you characterize what they would be. We would respond. So a little bit of a soft shoe there by the president at the end. I was a little surprised by that. The president's been pretty definitive in terms of uh, kind of the red line that would be in terms of Russia providing force, the sanctions that would follow. And so I was actually a little surprised by his response there that at first he was quite strong saying, hey, I don't think this is going to happen. Uh, but then when he was pushed to say, well, what would the United States do if they were if China was to provide Russia with support? And he soft shooted a little bit uh, serious sanctions, but wouldn't go so far as saying definitively uh, what would happen and how that would play out. So I think that's interesting. I think that's a little confusing from the president. He's been much stronger previously, so I'm not sure why he soft shooted on that particular one. Uh, CIA Director William Burns appeared on Face the Nation yesterday and gave his insight uh, to reporter uh, Margaret Brennan about the U.S. intelligence regarding China's consideration for providing weapons to Russia. Well, we're confident that the Chinese leadership is considering the provision of lethal equipment. We also don't see that a final decision has been made yet, and we don't see evidence of actual shipments of lethal equipment. Uh, And that's why I think Secretary Blinken and the president have thought it important to make very clear what the consequences of that would be. To deter it. Yeah, to deter it, because it would be a very risky and unwise bet. So much more definitive there uh, in terms of, look, we know they're considering it. Uh, we have not seen evidence that it has happened yet. Uh, but we know uh, from the intelligence, intelligence community that uh, they are clearly at least having conversations about it and what that might look like and how China might navigate it in terms of an international communication strategy to, to what they're thinking about doing. 
National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan was also on Face the Nation over the weekend and made statements regarding China's consideration of that lethal aid to Russia. Well, look, the U.S. position in this conflict is straightforward. We're not going to stand by and allow one country to roll over another country and try to wipe it off the mat. China's position in this is much more awkward. In fact, there was just a vote at the U.N. General Assembly in which China abstained. They did not vote with Russia. When China talks rhetorically about the war in Ukraine, they they tie themselves into knots because they know that going all in with Russia in this war in Ukraine would alienate a substantial number of countries that they are working hard to maintain good relations with. This war presents real complications for Beijing, and Beijing will have to make its own decisions about how it proceeds, whether it provides military assistance. But if it goes down that road, it will come at real cost to China. And I think China's leaders are weighing that as they make their decision. Very definitive there by Jake Sullivan. I actually think that's the best conversation coming out of the White House in terms of what the position is. And I I think some of the nuances to what Jake Sullivan said there uh, are also critically important, that China doesn't want to be in the middle of the middle of this, as Jake Sullivan pointed out. Uh, They're they're trying to foster relationships with a lot of other places around the the world that are also important to them strategically. And so they, they have to be careful in terms of how they navigate that. Now, would they uh, like for the war to maybe continue on longer, a slow slog? I think China benefits from that as long as they're not in the middle of the middle of it. And I think that's what Jake Sullivan was pointing out there uh, is that it really is an interesting space for China. China's got a lot of challenges at home that they've got to deal with in terms of their own economy, their own citizenry, uh, their own defense capabilities. But I think they're all too happy to see uh, the West, uh, NATO, use up a lot of their resources. And I even think China's okay with Russia using a lot of their resources. Uh, So it depletes everybody. And by de facto, it makes China just a little bit stronger. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Jake Sullivan was also asked how soon China could start providing weapons and shipments to Russia of that lethal aid. He clarified that no aid is on the way. So again, confirming what the intelligence community has, community has been saying. He said there is something being considered in Beijing, but from everything they can tell, no final decision has been made. The other thing that Director Burns, Bill Burns of the CIA said was that we haven't seen them do it yet. We actually haven't seen them take a final decision to provide the aid to Russia, and we haven't seen the aid be provided to Russia. So we will watch carefully. We will be vigilant, and we will continue to send a strong message that we believe that sending military aid to Russia at this time when they are using their weapons to bombard cities, kill civilians, and commit atrocities would be a bad mistake, and China should want no part of it. In an interview with David Murph on ABC, this was on Friday of last week, uh, President Biden in this sit-down interview characterized the conversation and conversations he's had with President Xi of China regarding what the consequences might be if China starts supplying Russia with that lethal aid. 
I had a very frank conversation with President Xi this past summer on this issue. And I pointed out to him, I said, Mr. President, this is not a threat, it's just an assertion, a statement of what I think the reality is. You saw what happened when the rest of the world, Europe in particular, saw the brutality of what Putin was doing in Ukraine to the Ukrainians from Russia. And I said, without any government prodding, 600 American corporations left Russia, from McDonald's to Exxon to across the board. And I said, and if you are engaged in the same kind of brutality by supporting the brutality that's going on, I said, you may face the same consequence. Now, those are strong words from the president. So much more clear in that interview than he was in some others over the weekend, uh, clearly saying that, look, China is weighing and debating whether they should send things like drones and ammunition to Russia for the war in Ukraine. And President Biden was very clear in terms of his conversations with President Xi in terms of what that might mean, referencing that many of the American companies that were doing business in Russia, including places like McDonald's, uh, pulled out uh, because of Russia's aggression in Ukraine. Also interesting uh, just to note, uh, Politico reported this, that uh, earlier this month, the U.S. sanctioned a slew of Chinese companies for supporting Russia's aggression in Ukraine including a satellite company uh, called Spacity that the administration says provided imagery to Moscow for use by their deadly force, the Wagner Group. Now, uh, all of that, of course, is just a a fascinating backdrop to see how this plays out as we get to spring. We know of spring offensives coming from Vladimir Putin. We know that uh, President Zelensky in Ukraine is preparing their own offensives for spring as well. Uh, who has the ammunition and the firepower and the strategy to carry it out is going to be very interesting. But it is clear that Russia is struggling. And the question then becomes, does China tip the scale? Do they weigh in with drones and with ammunition uh, and other lethal aid, which I just will keep calling deadly force, uh, that would clearly help Russia as they continue to prosecute their invasion of Ukraine and their desire to to take over that portion of the country. So the big question then becomes, where does it go next? The intelligence community is going to continue to do their part to make sure they're understanding what China will do and when they will do it. And then, of course, uh, sanctions will likely be the first move, and that will be our indication from the public uh, that China has crossed at least some line. It may not be a bright red line, Uh, But it will be a line and sanctions will be the first thing that I think we will see as we watch that continue to unfold. All right, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. More to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. 
I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.